very hard on, on fitness and um, and the running game. That's what kind of led me to, to want this dream of being a, a racing driver. There's no point in time and except standards of excellence. We will deal with the Talton Cup if we're in it and we'll, we'll certainly give it every bit of respect. There's no feeling that beats playing for Ireland. My God, I'm going to do everything that is possible to bring us there. This is Sports Beat Extra. You are very welcome to this Saturday's Sports Beat Extra. I've got Kate Kerwin from Wexford Camogie and UCD looking ahead to a busy schedule in 2023. But first up, I'm taking a dive into Carlo Hurling and the new generation that's giving life to one of the country's most vocal support. As always, I'm Sean Connolly, and you're very welcome to Sports Beat Extra. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. I'm joined now by Pat Murphy, a key member of Tom Mullally's backroom team for the Carlos Senior Hurling Panel. It's great to speak with you today. How are things? Great, Sean. Thanks very much. Um, yeah, I'm selected with Carlo, and uh, so we're up and running this year. I'm back, I suppose, doing training from mid-November there, and um, it's all systems go, really, and uh, getting prepared for league and championship and uh, going through the Kyo Cup at the moment. So the match tomorrow now in uh, Abbottstown against Town be the third match of the Kyo Cup. Uh, we had a good win against Wicklow, and we were beaten well by Kildare in the first round, but it's a case at the moment of just uh, you know uh, trying out, trialing out new players and, um, and 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 getting off the ground really. Two different spectrums: a comprehensive defeat against Kildare at the beginning of January, followed by an even more comprehensive victory over Wicklow. Now ahead of tomorrow's clash with Down in Abbotstown, how is the panel set? How are you looking? Ah, uh, yeah. Look, they're, 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 we're trying to build, I suppose, a bit of uh, consistency uh, into the into performances, and I suppose that will be one of our key goals for the year. So, uh, yeah, there were, young, there were a lot of you know young players coming coming onto the panel for uh, maybe for the first time this year. Like, just uh, we have Jake Dial and Jack Tracy, Eric English, just to name a few of them. Larkin Dial, Diego Don, Paddy Boland, for example. And they're joining the panel, young players coming in for the first time. And I suppose the challenge for them is to get used to the system and to, uh, you know, inter-county level now is a completely different level, even and, and from clubs that these lads are coming from, whether it be Mount Nester Rangers, St. Mullins, Navon, wherever they're coming in from. Um, you know, it's a completely different challenge for them. And then, I suppose, the young players there that came through last year would be Kieran Abbey, Jack McCullough, Conor Keogh, Kieran Whelan, uh, John Dial, Faker Fitz, maybe Scott Tracy, and a few others there as well. Uh, so a lot, loads of players, and um, getting them up to uh, inter-county, I suppose, standards is uh, is the challenge for them and for us as a management team. For a group that are so young, I, I think we don't like the word transitional. But from the outside, the group appear to have a very strong bond, and they appear, I suppose, beyond their years mentally. Would that be a fair statement? Uh, look, yeah, I, I'd imagine it would. Like, they're good. Yeah, I'd be very confident in, in, in the young men that we have in there. And they seem to be very, um, I suppose, uh, centred and focused. And uh, they want to hold for Carlo. And I think they're proud of the Carlo jersey. And that's a huge thing. And it would be a huge thing for me being a Carlo man. And like I worked outside the county. I worked in probably in in Kilkenny in, in, in the setting there where hurling was hugely important. But I always loved, um, you know, my own county. And Carlo was the number one for me always. And uh, and I think that, that we need to get that, uh, I suppose, uh, sense of the county, you know, a pride in the county jersey uh, into the players. But they have it anyway. They have it naturally from the clubs. And I think everyone's very proud. All the members seem to be proud of their county. Like And um, like as a Carlman, as I say myself, I think, I think Carlo is the best county in Ireland, obviously. Uh, beautiful county, scenic-wise. But also a lot of, it has a huge history. And I suppose we forget that the young fellas, you know, coming onto panels, they're only, they're only 18, 19, 20, 21. 
they might not have that sense of history, but Carlo has a huge history that going back, uh, going back over time and uh, in prehistory. Even it's called the Dolman County. So all of that, like you know, all that pride in our county uh, has to like be seen. And you know, kids, these young fellas, they're representing themselves, they're representing their families, they're representing their club, and representing their county. So. Uh, it's getting that sense of pride uh, into them, but uh, as you say, uh, Sean, yeah, I think they are they are focused and maybe they have a maturity. Some of them definitely uh, above their years, which is good for us. All as well for us. No, absolutely. And as somebody who has been a regular visitor in Cullen Park, I've seen it firsthand. The level of support and the level of passion that is around that county is commendable to you and everybody else involved with the panel and all the bums on the seats there. Now, not going into training too much. But how is the physical strength and conditioning aspect prioritised within this group? Uh, look, it's a huge factor, I suppose, for all counties nowadays. That um, I played for Cara back in the 90s, 80s and 90s. And it was really, uh, I suppose, a physical trainer. Coaching probably was as far as it went. And a physical trainer where you ran around the place. But now it's highly technical. They have three sessions of gym work. Uh, you all have an individual programme. So that's outside of it, the actual training sessions on the nights themselves. So they've been doing that since September, where they follow they have to follow a programme. So as you can see, Sean, like I'm, I'm sure it's the same in all other counties, it's highly professional. And uh, I suppose they're answerable then to the coach. Craig Dial is our is our um, uh, fitness and uh, conditioning coach, and like uh, he he's very professional. He works in in uh, I think he works in Limerick IT as well. There he's a lecturer there. So um, he's a program with all this, all of them. But on the night itself, then uh, on the training nights as well, then it's, uh, it's like it's uh, it's a good you know twenty twenty five minutes of the uh, of the of the training session as well. And it's it's incorporated. It's in and out between you know the the, the all the skills work and uh, the physical work that goes on. Now, obviously, you've touched on yourself lining out back in the nineties for Carlo. You obviously played at a higher level than I did myself. But year on year. <laughs> Year on year, we're seeing such a growth in the technical and the skillful side of the game, aren't we? How, how much of the, I suppose, that technical, skillful side is embodied within this group of young players coming through? Is it something that's naturally there with them? Yeah, I, I, I think so, yeah. It's second nature for them to be reading apps on their phone and, you know, from a nutritional point of view, uh, from a fitness point of view and following programs like that, like, so... Yeah, it comes natural to like we weren't we didn't grow up uh, like uh, with the social media or the phones like uh, you know all, all kinds of devices and apps and that. But it's second nature to them from that from that point of view. Um, I suppose uh, from uh, uh, training and all that point of view, the basics don't change either. You know what I mean? And you, we can't go away from that. While it's highly technical in one sense, the basics are the same. The skills, developing your first touch and skills, those are huge, huge things. And that would be we'd have a huge emphasis on that and getting getting them up to speed on their first touch and the actual basic skills of the game, and you know all, all the old qualities of uh, what we'll say what might make a, what might eventually make a successful team like you know um, consistency and uh, loyalty to one another and building teamwork and uh, you know uh, trying to in, increase the levels of intensity. All those are like uh, are given and have to be worked on all the time. So. They don't, they'll be probably the same for most teams. That's what they're trying to work on. And as a member of the management team, is that how you would distinguish, I suppose, a correct winning quality within a player within the panel? Is there a certain set parameter that you look for within each of these players? Uh, yeah, well, I suppose, uh, they, and they would know that. Like, And I suppose it, it, the whole is greater, my whole take on it would be the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. And it's not just the panel of players, but the, the management team also, 
has to you know, gel with, with a bunch of players. And I, I, I would think, like, you know, that we, we have a, a very good relationship like, with, with, the, with the players as well. Uh, and the parameters then are set for, for everybody, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, loyalty to one another, uh, high, high intensity of work rate, honesty and fairness from our point of view, that we treat them all and be seen to be treating them all fairly. But from their point of view also then, and, and honesty. And uh, maybe, uh, what would you call it, I would think also that there would be a learning culture there, that there would be, they, they would feel free to ask questions and, and to, uh, even if we're introducing maybe a new system of play or whatever, and that they have an input into that. I think that's usually important as well. So that would be kind of, you know, establishing a, a, a learning culture and maybe that win-win situation where every, where everyone is, is part of it and the players feel part of it as well. They have to, they have to buy in for the players. Uh, I don't think in any shape or form you can be dictatorial. But like, when you talk about a management team, back in the day we had a trainer and maybe a few selectors and uh, uh, outside of that, like, there was very little involved. But it was just even, like, Tommy Mullally is the manager and our two hurling coaches are Paddy Mullally and John Dermody and, uh, like, they, they have a huge role in, like, doing the skills. Uh, um, I'm Pat Murphy, uh, myself a selector with Chris Keeley. And uh, after that, then, Breach Nolan is our physio. Uh, our nutritionist is uh, Evan Tracy, and uh, that's a huge part of it now as well, getting the nutrition right and the right and building up after matches and replenishing energy and uh, keeping right uh, off the field. Stats is Fergal Murphy. And uh, the fitness, strength and condition, as I mentioned already, is Craig Doyle, a huge part of it. Uh, and then, of course, uh, gelling, pulling some of that together, the liaison officer, Damien Jordan, and he has a huge role in maybe in a huge lot of organisation and making sure that everything is, uh, like, will be right for the players. County PRO is Jared Doyle, you know Jared Sean, I think you were talking to him on a number of occasions, and uh, our county chairman, Jim Bulger. Like, and he also, like, would... Uh, He'd be very interested in, 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 in how things are going and I suppose he's the overall boss, I suppose, of the, of the county. Well, Tom Mullally then as manager has to pull all that together and um, so that's the same for every county. Like, so uh, there's a, a, a lot going into it but the whole key thing is the whole is greater than some of the parts. I, I would, that would have been a mantra for me going down through the, the years and that the strength, the strength really is in everybody. Good relationships, everyone pulling together on a good, honest, trust, trusting relationships to get the best out of everybody. And the league presents further opportunity for this group to target in 2023. The side obviously look forward to ties against familiar opposition in Kildare and Down. What is a reasonable target within the camp for the league? Uh, I look at I suppose, uh, when you come to talking about targets and goals, as far as uh, really, I suppose, uh, to perform consistently in matches would be one of our real targets for this year. Uh, and if we look back to last year, uh, we came undone in, in one match, and it really cost us big time. And that was the Kerry match in the in in, in the in the Joe McDonough. And we just we went up and we had a great match. It was something like against uh, Wicklow last year. Where we just blew them out of the water, but came back and had a hugely flat performance. But not only that, if we had to lose that match by five, four or five points, uh, our scoring difference wouldn't, wouldn't wouldn't have been. We'd have been still uh, on top uh, in scoring difference. But uh, I suppose in the last ten minutes we just conceded two, two about two two, and so that blew our scoring difference out of the water, especially because it was Kerry. So, for example, if they won that match by ten points, it made a twenty point scoring difference for us. So we went up then, and we were consistent enough in a lot of the other matches which we were trying to be, but unfortunately that one match where we weren't consistent at all cost us because three three teams ended up 
on level points in the end. We defeated we defeated um Offaly in the last match in Tullamore, which was a, a very significant win for us and played really well that particular day. But it was bittersweet because uh we ended up uh a three way and uh it was Kerry got through because um the the beast Piece Antrim up in Antrim, and Antrim, uh, well, it's neither here nor there, and they were perfectly entitled to do it, I suppose, because they didn't feel their strongest team. But Kerry beat him up there, left three was on the, and because Kerry had beaten us comprehensively in that big, it cost us a place in the Joe McDonough final. So, obviously, then to perform consistently is hugely important for us. And I suppose to play with right levels of intensity for 70 minutes, I don't think we did that last consistently enough last year. So that would be a big game for the coming year, big goal for us, and to sustain our intensity levels. Building resilience, especially like to be stronger mentally during challenging periods in matches. Okay, that's hugely significant. You know, when when the uh, tide turns against you, when your your plan doesn't work, when uh, somebody misses an open goal, and and it's to build the resilience to just to bounce back from that straight away and not let like I suppose it, you know if everything is going against you to, to manage to manage the period the bad periods a lot better and to be more resilient. And to see the bigger picture, like you know, so it's really. Uh, I suppose it's really. I, I'd love to be in, in, in St. Sean in on these panels nowadays because it's really. Uh, it's really an exercise in in um, in self development as as well as in Hurling, like because there's, there's so much there in in Hurling, and I think any inter county hurler now who's gone through all these processes will definitely be a better person after it all. And um, I suppose a key element in all of it then is to build on teamwork. The whole, like, again, going back, the whole is great from some of the parts. Can't go away from that. All pulling together, all players playing for one another. Now, that's not diminishing individual talent. You have to have an, an atmosphere and you have to have a situation where, like, you know, you're very talented, skillful, intuitive, creative players can shine. But uh, and letting them shine and letting them express themselves, both in, in, in a team setting, like, you know, and, the, and so to really give a cohesive team performance. So that'll be the aim, I suppose. And look, if we can do all those things, that will then put us in a position to be competitive in the league and to go about, if we can, you know, to be successful. But, uh, but those are the key things. Because I could, I have heard it in the past, and Slobin with County, let's draw, I want to win this, or I'm going to win that, means nothing. You have to have all these qualities in place, and then it puts you in a, in a position to be challenging if you understand what I'm saying Sean I absolutely do and it sounds tremendous it's for the spectator it's nothing but positives anticipating a very very healthy campaign for 2023 Pat a pleasure speaking with you and the very best of luck at 2 o'clock tomorrow yeah, thanks very much Sean lovely talking to you take care Five Counties One Big Sports Show Sports Beat Extra now, here's one for all you sports fanatics in the region. As SETU Arena is to host its inaugural sports conference on Saturday the 28th of January. The conference will have a number of individual speakers and panel discussions throughout the course of the day, specialising in a number of sport and coaching topics that are aimed at coaches and enthusiasts alike. There's going to be a decorated list of conference speakers to choose from, a sample of such, including former Kilkenny senior intercounty hurling manager Brian Cody, Team Ireland Olympic and Paralympic sports psychologist Kira Losty, as well as FAI technical consultants and a former academy director at Brighton and Hove Albion Football Club, John Morling. This promises to be a tremendous outing, and you can visit witarena.ie to obtain further information. Sports Beat Extra. Beats 102 103. 
I'm delighted to be joined by Wexford Camogie and University College Dublin player Kate Kerwin. She looks ahead to the upcoming matches and the inevitable rivalries across the Electric Ireland Camogie Third Level Championships. Through its hashtag First Class Rivals campaign, Electric Ireland will continue to celebrate the unexpected alliances that form between county rivals as they come together in pursuit of some of the most coveted titles across Camogie and the GAA. Kate, it's great to speak with you today. How's everything? Yeah, it's going good, yeah. A little over a week has passed since the announcement of Electric Ireland's new title sponsorship of the All-Ireland Minor Championships and third-level championships. Now, given your investment in the game and your involvement in the championships overall, just how pleased are you with this new partnership? I'm absolutely delighted, um, especially just for, um, I suppose, women in sport, just getting um, the advertisement, that marketing. Um, just to promote the game is absolutely massive um, and it kind of just acknowledges all the hard work we put in um, throughout the season. And with that, one of the key factors that I've highlighted throughout my time reporting is the difficulty of player retention within the game. Now, the third level and minor championships are closely linked in the impact that the championships have on the game overall. Have you witnessed real progression through your time in the game? Uh, yeah, 100%. Um, even just my own kind of progression as a player uh, from going from minor to college uh, championship is um, absolutely massive in terms of like you're just playing with uh, girls who are faster, stronger, who have been involved in senior setups. Um, so it really allows you to kind of develop as a player. Um, and obviously when you're developing as a player, you're more likely to kind of keep going at it. Um, and just in terms like uh, the standard um, of going from minor to college um, and then to adult. Um, I think college is a great kind of link between the um, underage setup and the senior setup. So, yeah. That was one of the points that I actually wanted to touch upon. Given the fact that the capacity exists for players to compete at a high level, third level competition, do you feel that without such, players would struggle to make the jump from normal club prior to going to third level to then meeting inter-county competition? Um, yeah, 100%. Um, I think that that jump is just, um, it's so necessary as well in the fact that like um, college camogie is probably some of the highest standard that some girls will ever play if they're not playing with their inter-counties. Um, you know, that would be the most prestigious competition that they play. Um, so if you are going to play inter-county, I think it's absolutely vital. Or even if you're going to play a senior club, um, I think just the progression that college allows you um, to attain is absolutely massive. We're beginning to see increased attention in the game. And obviously that's been aided through added support and financial investments. Now, for you as a player who's commencing what will hopefully be a, a very long-lasting career, where would you like to see additional attention placed in moving forward? Um, I definitely think just the the simple things. Obviously, when we were uh, joined with the GPA, we're obviously getting... And money towards our say like the cost towards diesel uh towards equipment which is just um it's so simple but it's so vital because it kind of um makes all the tough journeys down say like i live up in dublin so when i'm traveling down um to know that you know my diesel is going to be accounted for at the end of the year and um, just simple things like that will just keep you going and keep you motivated to actually go down to training you know uh, when especially nowadays when the diesel is prices obviously through the roof so yeah how many trips are you making back to the southeast? Uh, well, per week, I'd say it's I go down kind of like a Tuesday, Friday, and then I have to go back up on a Sunday. Um, and then obviously throughout the week, I'll have to go back up. 
it's obviously super tiring but you know you, you do it because it's worth it and um, just meeting all the girls is just great crack to be in that environment so yeah so it's not only the rigorous physical demand there's an intense mental demand each week as well I've recently spoken with Ursula Jacob about the importance of increased role models within the women's game. Now, just how much of an influence has the likes of Ursula had on your own development? Uh, yeah, I mean, growing up in Wexford and obviously when I was growing up, Wexford were hugely successful. So I think um, just as myself, obviously, I had loads of options to play loads of different sports. But um, through like from her being successful and through Wexford being successful, yeah, uh, you know, that motivated me to kind of stick with the Camogie, work on that, because looking at her, I was like, oh, I can achieve that one day. And um, so I think it's just absolutely massive that these young girls get to see um, the role models because it will motivate them to kind of stick with the game um, and try and reach that uh, greatness. There was a time and it was one thing that Ursula touched on when we spoke. When she was growing up and learning her trade, most of her role models were men. Whereas now, young girls growing up in the country have so many female role models, not only within the GAA, but ranging everywhere from athletics to boxing. Now, there's such a wealth of growth in various sports throughout the country these days. Uh, yeah, 100%. I was quite lucky, obviously, growing up in Wexford. So I had kind of the successful team in Wexford and they were quite well promoted inside the county. But like, I wouldn't have known many uh, female players outside of that, apart from yeah, like Katie Taylor on the national stage. Um, but, um, so I was quite lucky, but even, um, I'm doing chemical engineering. Um, so obviously, you know, you would have many kind of role models in the past, um, of women kind of in STEM and in engineering. Um, but nowadays, you know, you're seeing way more, um, kind of CEOs or managers, um, PMs, um, in that world. So just in terms of that, I think it's just so important that you can see like, um, that they made it to their position. So, um, anything is uh, achievable and possible. And as a proud Wexford woman, you're also togging out for UCD and can look forward to the Electric Ireland third level championships. How have preparations been since December turning into the new year? Uh, yeah, they've, they've been good. Obviously, we had a, a bad loss um, in the first round of championship uh, before Christmas, but we kind of looked at that, reviewed the game, see where we can work on. And now we've just been kind of doing some steady training over Christmas and um, working ourselves. Um, and now we're kind of getting ready for the match on Tuesday against Mary I. So we're all buzzing to get out and play that. And it's obviously very necessary to ask, but what, what advice would you offer for any young girl who's monitoring your progression and your colleagues and want to emulate the path that you're creating? Um, I think just to stick at it, you know, because obviously like you'll have those great days and um, saying underage, like you'd be quite successful. But then obviously like um, some days you might not get started or you might get injured because I was injured last year um, for a lot of the college championship um, but I think just to stick at it and work and um, you know the good days will come after just going through those uh, tough times And lastly what does the new year hold for you Kate? What have you got planned? Um, well <laughs> I'll finish out this college championship and then obviously um, back with Wexford and hopefully achieve great things with them Brilliant. Well, look, it's been fantastic speaking with you. I wish you the very, very best for New Year and I look forward to touching base with you very shortly. Perfect. Thank you. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. That is everything for today. As always, keep your messages coming through to our socials and your emails coming through the sport at beat102103.com. I love hearing from all of you. Beat Anthems is coming up next and we got a cracker lined up for you. 
But right before that, here's something absolutely brilliant for all you clubs and societies in the region in January 2023. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy. The solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie I think it's safe to say we've all slightly overindulged in December and getting back into that sporting kick in January is a little bit harder. But you can do so now and you have a chance of winning a grand for your club. Club Focus is back and each month I visit a club in the region and give them a chance to take their place in the limelight. That's the feature on air, online and across all of our socials. At the end of the 12 months, one lucky club will bag €1,000 bursary and that winning club will also be chosen through a public vote, giving you an opportunity to attract some new members. Club Focus is part of Beat's ongoing commitment to support the work that local clubs do, while also celebrating the positive impact that they have on their local communities. So if you want to get your club involved, head to beat102103.com forward slash club focus to apply now. And we might be talking very soon. Club Focus with Eco Solar Energy. The solar experts you can rely on. Make the cleaner choice. EcoSolarEnergy.ie